Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Goes wild. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this week we're not weird booksmen. No. We're T- filmsmen. Tim, we did the regular show about books, and we're doing the book show about movies. They don't know that yet. Yeah. Guess what? If you're looking for a books fix, you're just like, I hate these movies episodes. Hey, wait a couple days. Yeah. There's a complete guide episode coming out, and don't worry about it. If you don't know what that is. Don't look into it. About reading books yeah it's not about actual i guess there's a little bit about books we do talk about specific books we talk about many specific books tom but maybe the patreon listeners they like hearing one book talked about for four hours straight (laughs) (laughs) yeah um tom uh Mm -hmm. we we both watched a movie yeah paul thomas anderson's the master yeah because for some for some reason we watched this movie because you watched could be good because you read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dan Carnegie. Yes. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. do you think this has any relation to the book How to Win Friends and Influence having, People? Having watched it again, no, not really. <laughs> uh, apparently, I, the the connection here was that. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard was apparently a big fan of Dale Carnegie, used a lot of his methods to to win friends and influence people uh, to start uh, Scientology. And now this movie, The Master, came out 10 years ago, is kind of about L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology. It's a, right. uh, what, what do you call these these stories when it's like not an exact uh, is there a name for that? There is like a name for it, but I forget what it is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and it's not you know, it's a it's a Scientology. Yeah, he is based on L. Ron Hubbard. There's a lot yeah. of stuff taken from Scientology, but like I remember when this was coming out, I was like, oh, this is going to be the thing that like exposes Scientology. Yeah, it's not that. And it's like, nah, it's like a character movie. It's actually difficult to explain what the plot of this movie actually even is. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of, it's not really about the religion that this guy starts. Uh, no, it's that's about like ancillary him. to it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really even see much of how everybody else, is, which I imagine is how Scientology was in the beginning. Right. Um, Tom, you know what I was thinking what would have been a better thing, but we don't have it all available. What's that? I think the rehearsal has a lot more to do. <laughs> the Nathan Fielder HBO yeah. show has a lot more to do with how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. Um, or I guess it's just about manipulation. But like yeah, so more... is the the master. No, so is uh the uh how to win friends and influence yeah. people. Well, it's I guess about... they're all about these things. But I would say mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie, Lancaster Dodd. Yeah, that's that's his. Is it Lancaster? Yeah, Lancaster yeah. Dodd. Um, does in the subtitles just referred to as Master? Um, yeah, because that's what uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character Freddie. Uh, I at least remember one time he refers to him as Master. Yeah. And then I realized, like, oh, does he, has he never called him Lancaster or Mr. Dodd or anything? Yeah. Um, but, like, his, Lancaster Dodd's methods are not the buttering up mm. um, of people <laughs> that, uh, 
that uh, Dale Carnegie kind of. He does it with other people, though. Yeah, sometimes, like when the cops come. Well, yeah, he's, just he's like, oh, very we all good agree at like that these turning guys on. are just doing their job and blah 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 and blah blah. Yeah, so he's good a, at turning it on when there's like external forces that right. are like, hey, what are you doing here? You start a cult. <laughs> he's very good at being like charming and and winning people over. Let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you watch movies with the subtitles on now? Uh, sometimes. I didn't for this. Really? Yeah. Even though, like, well, I had the air conditioner on mm-hmm. and that already, and then I have Tim, you gotta a get baby one of these sleeping in the next room. Air conditioners. I know. Um, did I tell you my co-op? Like, we're not allowed to put them in or whatever. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> I don't need to talk about that <clears throat> publicly. Um, but, uh... So, like, I had to keep the volume kind of low, but also, like, I don't really have to keep it low. The baby can sleep through things. Yeah. But if I turn it up loud enough to understand what Joaquin Phoenix is mumbling through his drunken haze in this movie, Mm -hmm. and then, like, a ship's horn goes by or a car (laughs) drives by, like, the whole building shakes because, like... Can That's they not true. figure everything's, out how to fucking mix movies? I was <laughs> say, everything's mixed crazy Was nowadays. this always the case? I I can't imagine it was, but like our- And I have like, a, I have a surround sound yeah. system. Like Our TV, like depending on the app we're watching something in, the volume has to be set to like very different levels. Yeah. And then, de- and of course, like depending on the content. And yeah, that happens all the time where- uh, it's like I can't hear them. Turn it up, turn it up, and then like right after that, it's like now let's get in a jet. Yeah. <laughs> let's get in a fighter jet. And have a dog fight. It'll be the loudest but thing ever. I get it. Like that needs to be louder yeah. than the dialogue right. because, like in real life, but like also, you're not capturing true to life mm-hmm. sound here. So like. Yeah, you got somebody in a a Foley studio running their hands across a washboard. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's how it works still, right? (laughs) Um, Let me ask you this, Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you use uh, like a Roku? Yeah. A lot of time. Do you ever use the Roku app on your phone to listen through headphones? Um, I use the remote sometimes. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I, I didn't use, know you could do that through the phone. You can do it through the phone, and then you can use AirPods or ah, wireless headphones yeah. or something. The only pain in the ass about it is that your phone has to like stay awake the whole time. Uh, so like, and usually I'm watching. St- stuff that way late at night and I'm putting in headphones so I don't wake people up. Right. And that's also when my phone's like dying. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's fine. I can just plug it into something and mm, then uh, like it commercial works. commercial system. Plug it in, plug it in. Yeah. So and that's actually how I watched this movie, which maybe is how I was able to uh, understand everything being said. Oh, well, um, I should have done that. But I also have this, you know, I've got all these Sonos speakers. Yeah. Yeah. I use them. Gotta use them. Even if it's gonna wake up the baby. Yeah, it didn't wake up the baby. Um, uh, do you want to give a a, dis- a brief description of what this movie's actually yeah, about? Yeah, first I gotta give a shout out to my man, Hockey. <laughs> okay. Tom, mm. I mentioned on the show that I would have paid any amount of money for uh, the Red Hot Chili <laughs> yeah. Peppers album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Without mm. Anthony Kiedis's pesky, perverted lyrics all over it. 
Hockey came through not just with an And I said, I'd like to hear Anthony Kiedis' beautiful poetry without all that (laughs) clanking and clomping around going on in the background. Well, guess what? He's got us both covered. He had the stems. Yeah. All the isolated tracks Mm -hmm. from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Um, Sent them my way, our way. Mm -hmm. Hoggy, I, I... I, I wrote back to you like, this is awesome, thanks, because at first I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a virus. Um, <laughs> you know? And like, and I did, I wanted to acknowledge that he sent them. So you think like before some I went of to the our Wii patrons trans- are just trying to infect our computers with viruses? And you know, I didn't want to, like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He sent it through WeTransfer. And I know as soon as I hit <laughs> the download. The last thing I wanted to do was thank him when really what he did was send me a virus. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know that when I hit download on WeTransfer, yeah, it's going to send I him an email. Hold on. Email shut up. Back shut up. Saying pwned. <laughs> shut up. Uh, I know when, I, when yeah, you start downloading, we use WeTransfer. he's going to get an email that says, hey. Your, this, your file's being downloaded. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't want to download the file. Like I thought it was rude to like not acknowledge yeah. that he sent it and just That's download why it. I did I I saw this email on our our <laughs> inbox and I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to I forgot. <laughs> well, I had to ask you cuz I was like, "Why did somebody send us this?" cuz I don't remember what we talk about at all. Yeah. Um and you told me, but I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to click this link because it's going to send him an email and yeah." yeah. I So I, I wanted to acknowledge Mhm that I got it and I was appreciative, but, but I didn't want to be yet. too effusive in case he, was, he it turned out to be a virus, yeah. right? So I was like, hey, thanks, hockey. This rules. Mm-hmm. Um, click download. Sure enough, it's fucking awesome, Tom. I can make my own mix. I sent I sent you them sent to AJ. You sent me a mix to, already. Yeah, <laughs> but I sent them all to AJ. He's freaking out. He's, yeah. he's loving it. Um but uh, I've yet to write back to hockey like uh, a nice a nice thing, and I'll probably forget. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, if you're listening, thank you very much. It's changed my life, and I got I gotta give them something, right? What can, what, can, what uh-huh. do you want? Leave in the comments. Hey, sound off in the comments. Yeah, this will increase engagement too, Tom. Name your price. Tim will pay literally anything. No, not money. Well, what did do you, you want? offer ten thousand dollars? I offered you ten thousand dollars. Oh, but what I... he wrote in the comment of the week, <sighs> mm-hmm. and we'll get the comment of the week out of the way here too. Tim, I remember you saying, if Tom could find blood sugar sex magic without the vocals, you would pay any money. Well, I found it, and I can transfer it to you for the price of no dollars. So it's in writing. Uh, I don't have to pay him anything. What a real piece of shit. Why didn't he just send it to me? And then I could have said, hey, You're calling him a piece of shit? Yeah. He he cost me, I'm out 10 grand. Because of him. He said, this is not a joke or a prank. I really have the masters. They're huge wave files, so which track should I send first? Um, so that's the comment of the week. A man <laughs> making my dreams come true. Well, that's my anti-comment of the week. He should have sent it to me, and then I could have uh, split the money with him. Mm, well, he could, Or I could have just paid him the money. I, you wouldn't have paid him. You wouldn't, wouldn't have paid, have paid me you. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. You know what, hockey? I guess you're all right. <laughs> uh, Tim, what's what's the movie The Master about? So I'm not going through beat by beat the whole movie. It's like, yeah, hey, what is this movie about? What it's really about is like, can man change? <laughs> like, no, give give a a soldier 
after World War II, directionless, a bit of a drunk. I mean, a lot of a drunk. A bit of a scoundrel. Uh, so much of a drunk that he drinks paint thinner and uh, the uh, the juice out of torpedoes. Yeah. Um, looking for meaning in his life. He strikes up an unlikely friendship with the um, founder of a wacky new religion based on Scientology. Um, and the two of them drink together and uh, fuck around a bit. And uh, it seems kind of like, and it's Joaquin Phoenix plays Freddy, the the drunk, and uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, plays uh, Lancaster. Sometimes I talk about how like I can't tell when actors are good or bad. Yeah. Then you watch this movie and you're like, oh no, this is what like good acting is. Sorry, go on. Sorry. I mean that's. I think that that's one of my favorite things about uh, Paul Thomas. <clears throat> movies like he wh- i don't know what it is he does but like he gets real good performances out of people yeah uh i think he's well pr- he also hires like philip seymour hoffman's like the best actor uh, yeah i mean he gets very mm. but uh, you know it's like a mutual thing he attracts good actors right. i think because he's a good director um and I think it's probably like I, I was uh, I think I talked I talked about this just the other week about uh, how David Fincher does like 75 takes. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, P.T. Anderson doesn't really do that. No. That it's like if he if he's like, we got it, then moving on. Like uh, it seems like he kind of trusts his actors a lot. And and if they like leave it all out on the field in a take and they're happy with it, then like he's like, I'm happy with it. Let's... Tom, but then you got to check the gate. Let's. Well, Tim, he says, if you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. Let's check the gate. Right. Let's make sure there wasn't a, a hair in there wiggling around the whole time yeah. right in front of the film. They can take that out nowadays, right? Uh, nowadays, they just shoot digitally and it doesn't happen. Tom, there are some shots in this, and I don't want to go to, mm-hmm. but like, there are some shots where it's like they're long shots and there's a lot going on yeah. and there's like intense performances mm-hmm. and some camera moves and it's just like man this I bet this took a lot of coordination to yeah. pull off. Well, and there are some performances where it's like ah uh, somebody wouldn't be able to do that 75. Yeah. Times. Bruises by the the yeah. tenth take. Hey Tom, uh, the master, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 name of the film is referring to Lancaster Dodd, or is it uh each of the the people that worked so hard <laughs> on the film and uh, did a great job? Yeah, and uh, he's in kind of like a classroom setting where uh, they're basically like. I guess a bunch of people who are shell shocked, you know, what we now call PTSD, and you know, some generals like, uh, like, oh, we're we're gonna find, you know, uh, jobs for you boys. We're gonna help you out. People aren't gonna understand your Ye- condition because they haven't been through what you've been through. Yeah. Uh, so they get him a job at a department store taking pictures, uh, like a portraits that job doesn't go so well after he tries to strangle a guy for uh no reason or did something bad happen right before here's the thing Uh uh-huh 
Joaquin Phoenix is talk or Freddie is talking about um when when he's going through his psychological evaluation. Yeah. Talking about like the dream he had about his parents and mm-hmm. like this guy is desperate for a family. He's so fucking yeah, lonely. Yeah. The way that he uh they made a they made a lady out of sand and he had sex with it, but then like cuddled up to it and was yeah. like this guy is just a lonely man that wants a family to belong to yeah that nobody and then he gets a job taking portraits of families and right before he assaults this guy for no reason he was like are these pictures for your wife and like i think he was just kind of and the guy was like oh yeah yeah they are i think he was just kind of like yeah, exactly, and just like fucking with this guy who has what he wants, yeah. um, moving the light closer and closer to him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just a, that, that scene rules. And then he goes to fix his tie and starts strangling him with the tie. That's one of those like if you see how long that take is. Yeah, because like, then they're if they like, to he's do one more take out. of this. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that must have taken all day. Yeah, I mean, also, like, a lot of the stuff Joaquin Phoenix is doing in this movie, it's like, uh, there's not a way to do that without hurting yourself. Or completely obliterating a toilet. Yeah. Jesse Plemons' character Mm -hmm. in this uh, plays uh, Dodd's son. Yeah. Who is, um, who at some point becomes disillusioned with the particular brand of BS that his dad is spinning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Freddie wrestles. <laughs> yeah. Freddie becomes Dodd's enforcer. But um, did, did you read this? And this is suspect because I read it in the IMDb trivia. Yeah. I, I went through the IMDb trivia too. But Tom Cruise and, Phil, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson are friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Tom Cruise did not like the fact that uh, Jesse Plemons' character, much like, uh, uh, basically says, you know, he's making this up as he goes yeah, along. Yeah, apparently that's what he got real mad about. But apparently that's what L. Ron Hubbard's son oh, okay. said about L. Ron Hubbard. Like, basically, like, you know, this he's spinning a load of bullshit here. Yeah. And, like, how do you guys not see this? He's making it all up. Yeah. And... Seeing that portrayed on film for uh, <laughs> like, like made apparently Tom Cruise lose his fucking mind. Yeah, you he's think like, he's ah, in retaliation? I'll kill he, myself on film. You think he uh, stood up and applauded when uh, Freddie went to like slap him for <laughs> yeah. saying that? Yeah, I have a uh, uh, yeah. Uh, his son Val admits that Dodd made up the tenets, which parallels real-life admissions by Hubbard's son. Anderson has admitted to a heated exchange with Cruz, though both the actor and director have kept details of their argument and the outcome private. Which, like, like you, you know, it makes sense. P.T. Anderson and Tom Cruise are friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm surprised that even that got out, that, like, that's what Tom Cruise was mad about. I don't know how you can know as much as Paul Thomas Anderson mm. obviously knows about Scientology doing deep research for this film. Yeah. And it's like, 
And here's my buddy, the the public <laughs> face of this organization. I'll give him a private screening <laughs> yeah. before the movie comes out. See what he thinks yeah. about Seems me. Seems weird to me. Me uh, shitting on his religion. Mm. Well, and also, have to wonder if Tom Cruise was mad. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, Mission Impossible buddy of his. He was, he was oh, in yeah. uh, some of those early, at least the first one. I don't know about the other ones. Was or, he in the, I think or maybe the not the first one, one but he was in he at was, least one was, of them. He was, a, he was a bad guy in one of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so maybe he was fine with it. Like, yeah. great. He, he's... He, <laughs> Tom Cruise was trying to kill him on camera. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was before this film. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I wonder if, like, Tom Cruise felt any betrayal of, like, I I met Paul Thomas and or uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I I considered him a friend. How could he do this? How often do you think anybody gives a shit about that? Right, like Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I saw like a tweet or something. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix was in Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash biopic, uh, playing Johnny Cash, playing Johnny Cash. Then um, John C. Riley. Yeah. Oh, was right. in Walk Hard. Yeah, like a which, parody like, parody, of that. Parody, that and a bunch of other musical bio, biopics. Yeah, but, but it like, was mostly a, a, a walk the line. Like, yeah. the, the way uh, most parodies, it's, you know, Scary Movie is parodying Scream, but it's also going to have a bunch of other exactly. nonsense in it. So, anyway, and people, like, say, like, oh, this, like, killed the the music biopic like mm-hmm. we need like like the only way they can get made now is like if Boz Lerman's like I'm gonna make a weird version of it right but like those kind of earnest mm-hmm. kind of follow the whole life are kind of dead and somebody brought that up on Twitter and somebody was like that must have come up on the set of the Sisters Brothers which is a Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. John C. Riley movie from a couple of years ago yeah where they were like co-leads mm-hmm but like, do you think when these guys get on the set, do you think they're like, let's go through each other's filmographies yeah. and like, I like, think they think go Joaquin through Phoenix things that like, they liked. I, yeah, but do you think like Joaquin Phoenix is like, oh, you you mocked me in this thing? Like they like the implication here was like there should have been bad blood between the two of them. And I it's mean, just like, first thing, you guys don't understand how the interpersonal relationships. Yeah, work. first off, if it. If it killed the musical biopic, which is a weird take, because like I don't think that happened at all. Yeah. Eh. What has been since Elvis? Uh, the one about Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Elton uh, John. Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, okay. I think there's been a bunch. Stricken from the record. I think that person's like uh, given too much credit to right, walk right. hard. Yeah. But also. Uh, the idea that Joaquin Phoenix would be like, I was going to do musical biopics for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my career, and now you've ruined yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to do the sequel to Walk the Line. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. They were going to put me in a old age makeup, and I was going to sing that Nine Inch Nails song. <laughs> I think uh, I could also see I could see Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley getting along famously, and I could see Joaquin Phoenix being like, I love what you did. Yeah. Because, like... Uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is a weirdo, um, and John C. Riley's a different kind of weirdo. But I think like w- somebody like Joaquin Phoenix would be like, "Oh, you you put yourself into this. You gave it your all. Right. I don't care that it was like 
technically making fun of me. Yeah. Uh, you I know what? I would be interested in having a conversation about it. Where do you come down on Joaquin Phoenix? I used to hate him, like, when he was doing the whole, uh, uh, I'm not here or whatever. Like, yeah. The, the fake documentary thing. I thought that I was just, like, really pretentious. And, and Did you see it? Yeah. You didn't like it? I that thing that I did see it and I did actually like it because once I saw it I was like oh I get what he's doing I didn't like the public persona I didn't like the thing about it was he was trying to make a movie about like whenever they portray like Hollywood in movies and they always have to have like stand-ins for thing it's like oh this character is supposed to be this guy and it's it's never and like he's like oh i want to like make a movie about what it would be like if a star broke down and torpedoed their career and like the only way that i can do it in a way that like wouldn't seem contrived and fake is to like I actually do it, do it and yeah. I'm in the position to do it. Now all the allegations that came from that set, um You don't believe you love everything Casey no, Affleck no, but does. It really kind of makes But wasn't Joaquin Phoenix implicated in those as well or no? I I'm not sure. I That's one where I'm like I probably should have looked into that more before being like, I love Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. but I think I mean, he... I, I'm pretty sure it was mostly Casey Affleck. Yeah. I think for why there's most a case of case. <laughs> I mean, he was very old then, but I think, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I, I, I probably shouldn't say, cause I don't really remember, but I feel like it was more like he knew it. he didn't do anything. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, then he, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was also, but anyway, let's talk about movies. <laughs> um, now. Yeah. I mean, you know what, actually, like I'm thinking about Joaquin Phoenix and uh, yeah, I don't know. He's one of those people that sometimes I think he's really good in movies. Sometimes I don't like him in, in things. What don't you like him in? Um, I can't remember. I can't think of any. Right. I, you know what? You I did didn't really in- like I didn't really like the Joker movie. Oh, yeah. Neither did I. Uh, that's just because that was a stupid movie well and i kind of felt like it was joaquin phoenix like i actually thought this character was like very similar to that character in in a lot of the like physicality Mm -hmm. um and i think that that is why i didn't love the joker movie that i weird body language like and that will be you know and i'll i'll do you know the same things i did in other movies yeah he's got some good some good stuff here though you're a big signs fan yeah i mean i love signs i think he was getting signs and i think he's like unbelievable in this movie like yeah really really going for it and doing a good job. Her? I, he's really good in her. He is very good in her, yeah. He's good in Inherent Vice, even though that movie is like... I've never seen it. Impenetrable yeah. in many different ways. Um, you're, and, lo- you're looking at his IMDb? Yeah. And uh, you know what I want to watch? What's that? The movie that? that came out last year, Come On, Come On. Oh, yeah. That kind of like came and went. Yeah, him with a little boy in black yeah. and white. Mike Mills movie. 
Anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, you know how I... I don't think I forgot this person was in the movie, but it was just like, oh, when this movie came out, I didn't know who this person was, is uh, Rami Malek. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's very good in this, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who have done uh, musical biopics. Yeah, do you think uh, that must have come up? <laughs> <laughs> it must have come up that they were both thinking about doing it at some point in the next decade. Even though Rami Malek was, I think, fairly unknown at this point. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, this is pre-Mr. Robot, even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well pre-Mr. Robot, I think. Um, but yeah, he, he was very good in this, I thought. Um, uh, one thing with Freddy that I kind of identify with that, that I think makes him a little endearing as a character is like, He's always kind of like laughing at things he doesn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, I get that. Like, especially when he's in like new weird situations, like a lot of times when he's like getting to when he's like first being introduced to like the cause and what it is. There's a lot of times where like somebody will say something to him and he thinks he'll laugh because he like thinks it's a joke, but it's yeah. not a joke. Where do you come down on the character of Freddy? Like, I, I think he's just like a guy with P- PTSD who is lonely. And yeah. uh, I don't think he's a bad dude, even though he has, a, like, anger issues. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he never really... Well, he maybe kills that guy in the beginning with the... Uh, Oh, uh, yeah. With the, the, whatever he made alcohol out of. You know what this movie does a, in, a, in a really good way in that scene? What's that? Um, it really kind of uh, makes you uh, anxious about like, oh, this is what running for your life looks like. When he's yeah. running across the field going, huh, huh, yeah, huh. yeah, it's just like, oh, wow, yeah. I've never seen this portrayed in such a way where it's like, if these guys can't catch me, they will kill me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be able to yeah. uh, to fight off like five dudes, mm-hmm. uh, especially because he's drunk at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's like a good example of a scene where it's like oh they can't do 75 takes of that yeah. he's running flat out <laughs> yeah. across like uh, fucking farms yeah. it's like uneven ground too it's like ugh, like and if even, the farmers wake up they'll chase you right off yeah, the oh, uh, get you these cameras out of here uh, sleep with my daughter yeah. um i thought he like tripped at one point in that scene but he doesn't really uh, which is impressive because like like I said, it's like the sun's going down it's or coming up. It's uneven terrain. But that was another thing that I didn't fully get in the first movie. I more thought like, the oh, first time you watched. The movie, yeah, the yeah. first time. Sorry. Uh, how many movies is this? Movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't really. Re- I thought it was more of a like, oh, it's just like another wacky scrape he got into. But this time around, I was like, oh, no, he's like running from that. He thinks he may have killed that guy yeah. and that they may be looking for him. Um, and I I have in here um, when uh, when he's accused of that, he says, now, if you drink, it's smart. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's poison not if you drink it not, smart. Yeah. not if you drink it smart it's like oh god all this i mean all this shit he f- fucking concocts in like when when he's working at the farm he's just like in a shed with like different jars of chemicals <laughs> 
uh, I, I I got from that. I think I, for some reason when I first saw this movie, I was like, this must have been during Prohibition because like, <laughs> yeah. why are these people just drinking alcohol? Well, yeah, and I think that about uh, Lancaster Dodd were like, at least in the beginning, you're kind of led to believe that it's like uh, he wants this guy because he makes this this incredible alcohol. Uh, and then later on, but then as I'm watching, I'm like, I mean, he's just making like green alcohol. It seems like yeah. you can get green alcohol and it's not like, Oh, he makes it. It's so strong, but it doesn't taste strong. Every time anybody drinks anything he makes, they like, it's not just like, Oh, that's strong. It's like, a like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. God, oh, like I can't get this out. Well, I think they're both maniacs. Yeah. And they're the only people that like can stomach that stuff. And also like I don't think like Lancaster didn't keep him around just cuz like oh, he makes it like they had a distinct father and son yeah, relationship. Yeah. You, like, you think that in the beginning and then you yeah, realize like, later like that's Landry not Landry is a disappointment to yeah. uh to Lancaster and he's like right. This guy's fucking <laughs> physically fighting anybody that crosses me yeah which which like, he, trying to kill them which like he tries to stop him from doing but but also it's also, like, he's like he, oh this is kind of cool I yeah have a, i have a that's son what he figure wants. that he is wants defending that, me he wants that devotion to yeah. him of uh you know that that's probably why he started this cult this movement that like this is what he wants everybody to feel right. towards him. This just uh, unabashed like no, this is, I have to defend this person. Um, I was thinking the uh, that first scene with them where they're like, uh, or the first time they have like a uh, like a processing together. Mm. It reminded me a lot of uh, like when we before we do this podcast, that's how we uh, or no, it was the scene where they're in the jail cell talking to each other. And, and they uh, just start screaming, fuck you, fuck yeah, you, fuck and he, you. Yeah, and uh, Lancaster keeps yelling at him, who likes you except for me? <laughs> and that's what we say a lot to each other. And then yeah. we turn the mics on like, all right, now yeah, we got yeah. that out. Uh, my next note here, Amy Adams is underrated. Amy Adams is like one of my favorite actors. Amy Adams is cool. Yeah. She's just, that's another person that's like, I've seen her in some real shit things, but she's always good. She's yeah, always. what is she bad? What shit things? Uh, the girl in the window. I don't know what that is. That, that was, I don't know if it was a pandemic movie. It was definitely, I don't think it was made during the pandemic but i think it got like canceled during the pandemic and then like put on netflix or whatever gotcha and she was in hillbilly elegy yeah fuck anybody who was involved with that (laughs) i didn't see that but she's not look honestly Mm -hmm. last four credits uh hillbilly elegy Mm -hmm. Zack snyder's justice league all right the woman in the window Dear Evan Hansen. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't love her as Lois Lane, but that was more the way Lois Lane was written in yeah. those movies. Um, and like, I didn't, I didn't buy any chemistry between her and uh, Henry Cavill, but that's just because like, I don't, I don't think Henry Cavill's that good of an actor <laughs> and like can really, 
have on-screen chemistry with anyone. Get in that Mission Impossible movie. He, I, um, but he, but he's in that movie. He's not having like a, a romantic relation yeah. with anybody. He's good. Like I like Henry Cavill, but I, I don't think. I think he, even with his proclivities uh, to dating underage, I don't think he does that anymore. Oh, you told me he did. He did. Uh, well, it wasn't underage. It was, you know, it was somebody who younger. was if, much younger. Like, have 18. you ever seen Arrival? Yes. I'm told that's really good. Amy Adams. Um, it is. I read the story before I saw the movie, and I really like the story. And it's one of those movies where it's like, this is a great short story. Uh, a little too much padding to make yeah. this into a full movie. They arrive and they stay. It's <laughs> yeah. too much. It's not called the the stay. It's called uh, the arrival. Also, in her. Now I am. Um, you, you talked about, uh, uh, Freddie breaking the toilet in the jail. Apparently yeah. that was a historical toilet that <laughs> yeah. he wasn't supposed to break. And Joaquin Phoenix was like, I didn't think I could break. I didn't expect it to break. I wasn't trying but to break during it. that he kicks it and it, and it bends and you yeah. can see the character being like, oh, and then kicking it again. I don't buy that. I didn't think it would break. It's like, no, you kicked it the one time. You didn't think it would move. It moved. And then you were like, now I'm going to break it. You want to know why Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman are the greatest Jack uh, actors of our generation? Cause, why? Because they break things? No, because in that scene, it's a long shot, another mm-hmm. long shot. Yeah. He, Smashes up a toilet, which he apparently wasn't supposed to do, <laughs> and the two of them just stay with it. And we're like, yeah. they're like, "Let's just keep going." That's cool as hell. I, yeah. If you were in that scene, you would have been like, "Oh shit, he broke the toilet." <laughs> <laughs> I would have Bro, just that's yelled, hilarious. Yo. Who likes you except for me? <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good manipulative thing to say to somebody, but he's also like. It's true. Oh, it's a hundred percent true. It's not who likes you. It's who doesn't hate you except <laughs> yeah. for me. Who isn't afraid of you except yeah. for me? Uh, apparently, this is the film uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is most proud of, which yeah. uh, which I could also see. It makes sense. Um, uh, this- There's that weird scene where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is singing, uh, and then. <laughs> Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is kind of dozing off and then waking up. Then you see him just imagining all the women nude. Oh, yeah. And just being like, oh, this guy's got a fucked up brain. (laughs) Yeah. And also Philip Seymour Hoffman just just freaking just singing that song. It's like, what is going on here? These people are all just... I saw this movie once and I was Mm. like, I I don't know what this movie is. And a friend of the show, Jeff Rosenstock, was just Mm. like, it's just a movie about two fucked up drunks. <laughs> yeah. And like th- they're dumb, weird adventures together. Yeah. And they're like weird relationship with each other. And uh, like nobody completely understands either of these two men, but they somehow understand each other, even though they aren't similar. Right. Um, also, uh, we'd be uh, remiss to not point out the excellent Johnny Greenwood soundtrack. Hell yeah! That that I think also uh, really like really sets the mood uh, for this, and like 
really sets the tension in a lot of scenes. Uh, you know, with a character like uh, Freddie who's prone to violent outbursts, like a lot of times the the soundtrack is doing so much of that work, like just kind of increasing the tension of mm. like, ooh, he's mad about this. This is not going to go well. He's just asked that person to like say something again <laughs> and they shouldn't say it again because he just wants them to do it so he can hit them. Um, have you ever just uh put on the there will be blood score and just uh vibed to it while hanging around <laughs> no i can't i can't say i've ever done that just walking around uh pretending you're uh what's his name what's the main guy's name uh daniel plainview yeah yeah my name is daniel plainview but like uh that's a cool thing like just put it on in your home tom put okay. it on a speaker and uh, then just walk around being menacing. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's a very nice. Uh, there, it's uh, there's a lot of space in it. Yeah, yeah. This I I feel like there's a lot of space in yeah. it too. Uh, Tim, I want to bring up two uh, IMDb trivia things that I want to make sure we don't uh, we don't forget. Um, the first one is uh, in order. To achieve the effect of clenching his mouth and talking out of one side, Joaquin Phoenix had his dentist attach metal plates to his teeth and rubber bands to hold them shut. The rubber bands weren't strong enough to hold his mouth shut, so he removed them, but the metal plates, complete with screws that slightly cut up the inside of his cheek, were enough of a constant reminder that allowed him to play that aspect of the character. Which, before I read the IMDb, was one of my notes where I was like, how'd this guy act an, an entire movie with, like, half of his mouth shut, kind of? Yeah. And he like, tried to wire it shut, but he just heard it enough that he was probably like, oh, it hurts too much if I move it, because it cut up the side of my cheek, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's that the rubber band was keeping it closed, but the rubber band kept breaking. Right. But just having something there was enough for yeah. him to just... To just kind of keep it closed like this all the time. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I like how he talks in this movie. Yeah. It, like I said, I, I found it like very impressive that he never really broke that, uh, that aspect of his character. And it's never like explained why he does, why he speaks that way. Uh, you don't know if it's like, it's oh, did that, guy. did that come, uh, come yeah. about uh, when his PTSD came about? We like kind of see hints of his life before the war with uh, Doris, the woman yeah. that he was in love with. The girl. The the girl, yeah. She's 20, 23 now. Yeah, you know, she was 16 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, yeah. And then when he goes back again mm -hmm. and she's married off and now he really has no place to belong. Right. It's just a tragic film huh oh yeah yeah i mean it's just like a very tragic character uh i mean i think that's what uh lancaster dodd's attracted to that he kind of sees this guy as like look a lot of my followers are are you know like wealthy people who are more or less okay in life so there's only like so much my methods could do, but like this guy's fucked up. If I can like somehow rehabilitate him 
through these wacky uh, methods that I'm coming up with off the top of my head. If somehow I can like fix somebody with severe shell shock who also has like, you know, who knows what issues before? Because like his, his like he had obs- sex with his aunt. Yeah, he had sex with his aunt three times, and like his obsession with sex in general. Yeah, is is seems completely separate from whatever happened to him during the war. Um, yeah, and Lancaster thinks maybe I can fix him, but uh, but he can't. But hey, he keeps trying. To a point. To a, yeah, I guess towards the end, he's kind of like... just like, hey, you're either in this or you're not. Yeah, it's a billion years you got to sign up for. Yeah, and what does he tell them? That uh, when they meet in their next life, they'll be enemies? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like well, saying stuff like that. My favorite part of the... My favorite scene in the movie Yeah, he's is, like, when we meet in our next life, you'll be my sworn enemy. <laughs> yeah. No, I like uh, how... Uh, unnecessarily dramatic Lancaster <laughs> di- when uh, the guy uh, starts criticizing him in that, at that oh, party yeah, earlier in the movie. Fuck. And he's like, yeah, but just the way he goes, big fuck. Yeah. That was like a like, reshoot. Uh, yeah. Apparently it was improvised. Yeah. That was just like, uh, but it, but in that moment you can just see like, that's the real Lancaster Dodd. He's yeah. like seething under the surface, but he has the surface that's supposed to be like an erudite uh, intellectual <laughs> that would never just call a man uh, questioning his methods a pig fuck. But uh, but here we are. And, you know, honestly, it kind of ruined that party. And that was also, uh, that was the guy from uh, uh, Silicon Valley who tragically died after the first season. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That uh, I forget what his name is, but but one of these guys that like shows up in movies, and you're like, oh, that guy, yeah. he's great. Um, hmm. uh, so they rewrote that part to have that lady. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't important. I was gonna I was gonna go off on a weird tangent about an episode of Frasier that I saw. <laughs> okay, but don't worry about it. Well, then I'll bring up my second uh, piece of interesting trivia, which was that this movie was originally supposed to star Jeremy Renner instead of Joaquin Phoenix. Hawkeye himself. Hawkeye himself. Not a man. The man who's not that good at acting. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that's true. We're, we, I always shit talk Jeremy Renner. I've never really seen him in anything. I think Did you fine. ever see The Hurt Locker? No. I mean, the Hurt Locker, I think, is like held up as like his best acting. My thing with Jeremy Renner is I don't think he's a bad actor. I think right. he has limited range. Okay. Which I I think you could also argue Joaquin Phoenix has like kind of limited range. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. You think he he's only good at playing people with like mental illness? No, he was good in Gladiator. Was he? I I don't I can't remember when I saw Gladiator. I saw it around when it came out. I haven't seen it since. Yeah, but I mean, even that, it's like he's playing somebody menacing. Yeah, you know? but that, you think people with mental illness are menacing them sometimes. But I'm saying, like, do you ever see uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix? He playing... wasn't menacing, or he in Inherent Vice. Okay, well, I didn't he was see cool it. Cool as a cucumber. Okay. 
Um, what else? Walk the line. Yeah. He did a great job as Johnny Cash. John Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, how menacing was he in uh, your favorite movie of all time, Signs? He wasn't very menacing. Your he was favorite pretty, actor of all time. He was pretty normal in Signs. Yeah, and he was good, right? Yeah, but I'm saying that, okay, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix is necessarily, uh, doesn't have a wide range. I think Jeremy Renner has a much narrower range as an actor. Yeah. And also isn't a very expressive actor. Right. Isn't some uh, Jeremy Renner's performance as this character would have been very different. And I think it would have been a very different movie. Right. Um, I think so too. I also have a, have faith in Paul Thomas Anderson. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what it would have been. Because like they started filming. Yeah, you had said that. According to Wikipedia. Okay. But um, the way that they say it is um, filming was to begin in August. Oh, no, no. So they didn't start it. It was supposed to begin in August 2010 with Renner starring opposite Hoffman, mm-hmm. but was po- postponed indefinitely in September 2010. Um, did, did they give a reason why it was postponed? I think. Did they realize Jeremy Renner isn't that good of an actor? I mean, that's what I said. That's what I was like uh, starting to say. Is that like, if, like, I can't think of a bad performance in a mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Right. So, like, if he cast Jeremy Renner and went forward with it, mm-hmm. I think it would be a great yeah. performance. But I think the fact that, like, they didn't go forward with it was just kind of like maybe Paul Thomas Anderson being like, Oh, I, I, I made a mistake I can't here. get a good performance out yeah. of him, and I need to... I thought this was going to work. Change course but, here. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, we're yeah. doing rehearsals and mm. it's not coming together the way I thought it would. Which is fine, you know? Good good for him to to not uh, go through with it and make a, make a bad movie that uh, nobody mm. liked. Yeah. Uh, where would you rank this in, in Paul Thomas Anderson movies? Can we go through... Sure. Yeah, because I don't really, the, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Filmography, I guess. The, maybe DVD discography. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, Thinking about getting one of those twelve disc DVD players soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not to get up from the couch anymore. You know what I hate about IMDb? What's that? You look up a director, and it's like, oh, uh, here's all the the producer roles. credits. Yeah, yeah, it's like. All right. Yeah, rank what they're most famous for first. Uh, his first film, Hard Eight. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that. Or maybe I did like a long, long time ago. I'm leaving out all the uh, music videos. Yeah, yeah. His second film, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Classic. Classic, yeah. That put him on the map. Third film, Magnolia. And- Co-directed. By cocaine. <laughs> uh, well, and I was going to say, you know, in fairness, look at Boogie Nights, the performance you got of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. You know, nobody's been able to replicate uh, yeah, exactly. that kind of thing. Um, I've I've never seen Magnolia, which is crazy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's good and bloated. Like, even I think Paul Thomas Anderson recently has said, like, uh, I, sh- I would have 
cut an hour out of that movie yeah. if I made it now. Well, I think that's also that shows like growth as a yeah. as an artist. It's like, yeah, that was my third movie. Uh, now I've made a bunch more movies. I'm better, and I can see what I would have done differently. His fourth movie, I think, is number one on my list. Okay, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, there will be blood. Oh, also very good. The Master, Inherent Vice, and he's got some good movies. Phantom Thread. And then Licorice Pizza. I've never seen Phantom Thread either, Ooh, which, Phantom which is Thread also is crazy. Yeah. yeah, Tom, watch them all. Yeah, let's I have guess a, let's have a film fest. I guess I'm in no place to rank these movies. Yeah. I think I might like There Will Be Blood a little more than The Master. Yeah, that might be true too. I have to go revisit all these movies. Yeah. I've seen Boogie Nights a few times. You know, at certain par- parts. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, certain parts of the VHS tape are a little worn out. <laughs> Um, and I've seen Punch Drunk Love 10,000 times. Yeah. I just love that movie. I think I've only seen that once. And yeah, that's, that's another one that uh, that I'd like to go saw revisit. saw that at BAM, Tom. Yeah. Uh, with the Brooklyn Academy of Music. John Bryan uh, conducting a live orchestra. Oh, wow. Because that soundtrack rules. You sure they weren't just miming along to the... You know what? The, <laughs> the, the, the violins bows were like... A full eighteen inches away from the strings, so they they, did, they, they didn't even have any strings on them. <laughs> there was a guy playing the piano, just looking back at the audience, smiling and uh, <laughs> waving his hands around. Uh, all right, well let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, this episode. Of Tim and Tom go to the movies. Tom, let me ask you this. All right. Is the next freaking book we read going to oh, be Heat 2? Yeah, we should have talked about this off mic, but uh, you know we what? We did a little bit. Yeah, people should sound off in the comments. We're, we're thinking about the two of us reading Heat 2, uh, which just came out this week uh, by Michael Mann. And there's like a ghost writer, like a, yeah. uh, like a very good, uh, I believe, like thriller writer that helped him yeah. write it. Um, I hear it's overwritten in like a hard-boiled uh oh well that's not always bad sometimes that's fun if if we're gonna do it yeah but we did just to to remind everybody the context here we did an episode of books the podcast about the movie (laughs) heat (laughs) for some reason no that was tip and tom go to the movies (laughs) oh yeah 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 um so i think it, it would be appropriate for us to not to be confused with stream dreams or merrily, 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 life is but a stream. Yes. Um, but yeah, next week we'll do a palate cleanser and then maybe the week after that we'll yeah. start Heat 2 or whatever the new book is. Well, send off in the comments if, if if you like the idea of, it would be both of us reading Heat 2, which yeah. we kind of like the idea of us both reading a book because yeah. then it's not as boring, I guess. It's more work, but it's not as like boring to just hear about a book. Yeah, we when can... you explain books to me, like I want to be engaged, but I'm just like, if it sounds at all interesting, I'm like, I should just read the book. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Tim, half of what I say is made up. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, but if you like that idea, leave a comment. If you don't like that idea, leave a comment. We want to hear either way. Hey, all oh, we care about you. is engagement. Look at you. Uh, now a fan of maybe, engagement. Hey, maybe you know this. Maybe you'll be the comment of the week. <laughs> wow, Tom. You've really, uh, you've really done a 180 on this. I applaud you. Uh, thank you very much for being patrons. We love you. We love very you very much. much. Yes. And uh, we'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Hashtag suit, sw- suit squad. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>